Hello and welcome to Start the Beat with Sykes. My name is Sykes and this is my podcast. Before we get started, I just wanted to take a quick moment to thank everyone who checked out last week's episode. If you're one of the people who listened to that conversation, I hope you enjoyed it and thanks so much for coming back. But for those of you out there who are new to the show, welcome. Please feel free to make yourselves at home. And as always, there's beer and soda in the fridge. So uh, what's going on? It's a new month, April 1st, April Fool's Day. I hope you're all avoiding the shenanigans and I hope you're doing well. Just want to thank you all for being here. Uh, If you have a moment to rate and review the show or subscribe or like or do whatever you can on whatever platform you choose, that would be great. You know, we're on YouTube, we're on Instagram, we're on Facebook and, you know, just interact with us on there. Leave some comments on some things, suggestions for future guests. Let us know what you think of the episodes. The more interaction that we get from people like you makes our show get bigger. And I'm trying to take over the fucking world. Okay. Yeah, motherfucker. And uh, got some shows coming up. I want to take a quick second. I take a lot of quick seconds and quick moments. I'm realizing Anyways, regardless, I want to thank everyone who came out to the J.J. James Johns Memorial Show at Cativo this weekend. It was a really awesome turnout. I saw a lot of people who I haven't seen in a very long time, and it was really cool to see, you know, everybody brought together. It was unfortunately under like the most, you know, very terrible circumstances. But with all of that being said, it was still great to catch up with everyone And I think JJ would have really had a good fucking time at that event. So I was happy that we got to do that. And uh, shout outs to Nick Prezioso for putting that together. We got some upcoming shows. Gray Walker is going to be in Buffalo, New York this weekend at Casa di Francesca's for Pasta Mania. I know that sounds completely ridiculous, but if you're in the Buffalo area, feel free to check us out. Again, that's this weekend, April 6th, April 11th. Sykes and the New Violence at Full Pint Wildside. April 12th, Podcast Night at the Tolma 2. That is a live podcast event where Start the Beat with Sykes will be doing a live taping alongside Neon Brainiacs and Thrifty Podcast. So if you're interested in that, reach out for details. April 13th, Gray Walker is going to be back in Youngstown, Ohio at Cedars. April 19th is the next MySpace Night at Brillo Box. April 25th, and this is the first time I'm officially announcing this, it is the Start the Beat 5th Year Anniversary Spectacular at Brillo Box, and that's going to be alongside my friends. Uh, Well, I guess saying alongside isn't the right way to put it, but I'm doing like a live talk show panel type thing, and my guests are going to be Icky Vicky, Ashley Quartz of Black Forge Coffee House, Clara Kent. Connor Murray of Crafted Sounds, and Bambi, who I should mention is going to be the guest host for MySpace Night on April 19th. So yeah, April 25th, start the beat, fifth year anniversary at Brillo Box. Two more events I want to shout out real quick. April 26th, the day after that, I will be DJing at the Smiling Moose for the live band Emo Night Karaoke. If you are into that sort of thing, come on down. The band will be upstairs and I'll be on the first floor playing the hits. And then the day after that, Sykes and the New Violence at Cativo. April is a very busy month for me. So yeah, man, I didn't have time this week to do any listener questions. So we're going to skip those. But you got to hear this. The New Rammstein. Have you heard the fucking new Rammstein song? Chances are, if you're not a fan of Rammstein, you probably couldn't give a shit less. But for those of us who are fans, this is the first recorded material they put out in almost a decade. And it's awesome. It sounds great. The video is off the rails. And if you are a fan of Rammstein and this flew under your radar or you just haven't taken the time to listen to it yet, you got to hear this fucking Rammstein track. Go check it out. and. You got to eat this. This weekend on Friday, me and Stacy went to the Butterwood Bake Consortium. And that is a bakery cafe over in the Lawrenceville area on Butler Street. Pretty down, down kind of far, like a little bit past B52, if you know where that's at. And this place is fucking 
adorable. Me and Stacy went down around 1030 at night. We got some cake and coffee. I had a chocolate cake with pistachio buttercream. And Stacy had a, uh, what was it? An Earl Grey tea cake with strawberry buttercream. And we had some coffees and everything was great. The place is really nice. Everybody that was working was really friendly. And you got to eat it. If you're into sweets and stuff like that, you're looking for like a sober alternative to a good night out or just want to get some good snacks, go check out the Butterwood Bake Consortium. I had a blast and I'll definitely be going back. Then uh, you got to see this. Santa Clarita Diet on Netflix. Has anybody been watching this? Me and Stacy just started checking this out last night and I am fucking obsessed with this show. It's hysterical. I didn't think that there could be a like fresh humorous take again on the zombie genre, but they've done it and they've done it with fucking Drew Barrymore. Give me a break. It is fucking awesome so far. I've only watched the first three episodes, but I have a feeling I'm really going to like it. And if any of that sounds good to you, you got to see it. All right, so let's get into this week's episode. This week on the show, Heroinberg is back, this time with Bridget and Alicia, who are here to promote episode 14 and the start of season two, which is available now on their website, heroinberg.com. And before we get into the episode, I'm actually going to play you the trailer for episode 14 right here, right now. For those of you who are not watching the video of this on YouTube or Facebook, you're only going to get a theme song. You're not going to get to see the visuals, but I highly recommend if you can to jump on YouTube or Facebook and watch this episode because aside from the trailer that I'm about to play you, there are some pretty cool little other clips from the show that are woven in through our conversation uh, and some other things that I don't think you're going to want to miss out on. But if you're only able to listen to the audio, that's okay. We're happy that you're here. So I'm going to play this trailer and then we're getting get into my conversation with Bridget and Alicia of Heroinberg. Sit back, relax, and let's start the motherfucking beef! where it goes from there okay. do we need to be concerned about our language fuck yes <laughs> you better not fucking swear or else i will be really fucking angry i will be really fucking careful though. yes i will watch my fucking mouth <laughs> <laughs> son of a bitch so heroinberg is back in the building with two new homies hello friends hello. How you doing? we just met i'm sitting here with lita and bridget mm-hmm and I will get some uh, background on your superhero names and all that stuff. But before we get into all of that, let's talk a little bit about Heroinberg as a whole for those that maybe missed the first episode or just aren't familiar with the project. Which one of you two wants to take the reins on that? Well, <laughs> the whole universe is something that's actually really uh, magnificent uh, and really cool to be a part of. Um, I I grew up as a as a fan of comic books uh, to begin with, so to, like to be brought in on something like this, where it's it's a bunch of you know this project is a bunch of like um, you know musicians and and artists who are in Pittsburgh who get to be these characters um, that uh, you know we're all these these strong female characters then you know we get our representation we get out there we get to be bad we get to be good we get to be multifaceted and have all these superpowers and we're all over pittsburgh which is very well represented in the in the comics 
and uh, or in the I'm sorry in the episodes. Comics to come. Yes, comics are to come. Which yes, is, yes, very exciting stuff. <laughs> I mean, we're all uh, like I said, we're very excited to be a part of this. The storyline and how everybody comes into being these powerful characters. It's it's deep. It's cool. Hell yeah! So let's talk a little bit about your characters specifically, Bridget. Let's start with you. Okay. Um. Well, my character is Arctica. Um. Her uh. Her true identity is Greta Bjorn's daughter. Uh, <laughs> uh, she's from, uh, I want to say, uh, Iceland. I, <laughs> yeah, of course, she's she's from Iceland. Why wouldn't she be? And she's, <laughs> she's also a cryogenic physicist. Ooh. And um, her and her partner, uh, Spectrina, are working on a experiment. And that actually releases the villainous uh, dysphoria, which I I think you interviewed yeah. her. Uh, so that's how that villain gets introduced. And then um, the experiment goes wrong. And then f- at first she's like, oh, God, I'm cold all the time. And then she's like, oh, no, wait, I'm going to be like Elsa. And it's not going to bother me anyway. So <laughs> what about you, Lita? Let's talk about your character. Well, uh, I was once the uh, once mild mannered little Cynthia, and uh, she's a she's a character who's very close to my heart. I identify very well with this. I used to be in banking, and also I'm a I'm a showgirl. So there's always this like duality of like you know that I I get to be a part of. So it it played in so nicely whenever uh, the director approached me with this character who's like this accountant by day, and then she comes across her like little chunk of meteorite. And uh, goes to sleep and wakes up with these crazy powers where she can see into the future just a little bit. And uh, she's really strong and she uh, she finally gets a taste of what power is and she turns to the dark side with it, of course. And uh, and then she becomes like a cat thief, which is fantastic because, you know, every girl grows up wanting to be Catwoman. So, <laughs> so you had a really hard time adapting to this character. You know, then. it was really a struggle <laughs> connecting with the material. I just like seriously, like, what is my motivation? Uh-huh. I don't understand. You know, we. <laughs> so I'm gonna throw something out there. We just met, but I have a feeling that out of all of the heroines who have been in Heroinburg so far, there's a good chance that maybe you're the one person that had to dress down for your costume. <laughs> I'm just assuming. I'm just going to put it out there. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> no, my, my cover is blown. <laughs> but that's great, though. No, that's my awesome. secret identity. <laughs> <laughs> my secret identity is a full-blown ham. <laughs> so, no, you mentioned outside of Heroinburg that you do some things. Outside of banking, of course. You mentioned that you are a showgirl. And I know that you are affiliated with friends of the show, Venus and Furs. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, Venus and Furs, we actually just had a really awesome show a couple weeks ago. We were with Lords of Acid. Uh, they're pretty in kink tour. Just came through town. That was a blast to be a part of. That was a blast to be a part of. Like, can I just like harp on that for like sure. one second? Hi, everybody. I want you all to know. <laughs> we took over the Rex with Lords of Acid and Orgy. And like, it's just so cool whenever shows like that come through. Um, like, Pittsburgh needs to know about what does come through here. Like, the Jenna Torturers, that's a band that people need to be paying attention to. Like, they're multifaceted. Like, not only are they like hard running, but like, female front just saying um she's sick she's so serious about everything she's such a freaking like powerhouse up there and then not i mean i'm just saying like they have a stilt walker you got this chick who comes out there with like dude it was so cool and i walk on stilts like i just started that so i'm all like what whenever like my mind's blown and suddenly like this chick with like tape on her tits gets up there and she's got you know like a baby with an umbilical cord in one hand and she's like savage on this stage just like ripping it apart like it's just so freaking cool it's cool to see that stuff it's cool to be a part of it and you know our music's good well that's (laughs) well that's what's really cool about something like heroinberg is that it is a a, an unexpecting or unsuspecting gateway to the world of you know, Pittsburgh music and just Pittsburgh creatives in general. That's such a great point. Um, You know, that is one thing that's really cool about Pittsburgh because everything is here that you'll find in any other city, you know, but Pittsburgh's nice and densely packed. So it's really fun to like make the connections that you can make and how the community does support one another, you know, and how we can get like these projects that come together and everything and like these platforms that then form so we can continue to like 
I'm working on this. And like, we can bring each other in and, you know, soundtracks get laid down and things like that happen. It's real cool. Totally. It's so organic. It's real fun. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Now, Bridget, what is your dealio outside of the realm of Heroinberg? I know we are connected on social medias, so I am aware of what some of the things you do. I have a loose understanding of it, but <laughs> um, well, tell me some more. <laughs> well, um, I I do a lot of acting. Um, I do. I'm a huge theater person, um, and I'm also in a improv troupe called The Cellar Dwellers. Um, we do a weekly improv show and it is called F and Improv or Friday Night Improv. And our tagline <sighs> is, we do it every Friday, every Friday. So we said <laughs> the beginning of every show. Okay. And yeah, we really do do a show every Friday. And actually, I found out uh, recently that I guess I have been involved with that troupe for four years. Nice. Now, congrats. So, thank you. <laughs> awesome. Prior to that. Were you like when you came into that, were you new to this whole world or were you doing other stuff? I mean, you mentioned theater and things mm-hmm. like that, but that's a little bit different than improv. Well, um, I was that uh, incredibly, incredibly, incredibly shy child who, um, but once you put her on the stage, she was just like, ah, look at me, look at me, look at me. So um, I did, you know, I did theater uh, growing up in school, like in high school and stuff. And, I did like maybe a thing or two in college and then after college really didn't do anything for a while because I didn't I didn't know that there was anything around. And then I found one of that's a really that goes back to the point that we had made just about people not knowing about this insane amount of stuff that's going on. Yeah, I had no idea. And then I um, I finally was made aware of one of my um, local community theater groups so then i started doing stuff with them and then i around the same time i also got into improv because i had gone to the cellar dweller shows um since i was like 18 oh cool and and we always do audience participation games so i was always one of the people that would like raise my hand all the time and so that's how they noticed me and eventually uh some years later they had lost some people in the troupe and they said well we really like you you always volunteer do you want to try and i was like Yes, I do. I really, really do. Um, and I've also done some stuff around Pittsburgh and uh, do stuff like the 40-hour film project, too. So Cool. So the transformation into this, you know, superhero, superheroine, whatever you want to call it, it was maybe a little bit more dramatic for you than Lita here. <laughs> I mean, I don't know if it wasn't dramatic for me. <laughs> we'll say visually, anyways. <laughs> well, I mean, I, I guess it kind of reminds me a little bit of it because, like I said, I grew up, I was incredibly shy, but I was always into, um, like, super nerdy things. I loved watching anime. Like, my brother and I would, like, watch the Power Rangers movie all the time growing up. And then, of course, he has the Battle Caesar go. We try to, like, you know, play fight each other and stuff. Cool. <laughs> so, um, when I... Uh, when I uh, found out about this opportunity, I was just like, well, uh, maybe maybe the director won't pick me, but you know, I'll send it in. Why not? And then uh, got back to me right away. And I was like, yes, I really want to do this. <laughs> <laughs> cool. So, yeah, for again, for anybody that isn't aware or is just being made aware now of Heroinberg, um, season one was completed at the end of 2018 and to give you an idea of how big this is. It is 13 episodes. The first season was 13 episodes. And I remember season one being a lot of the origins of all of the superheroines in the story, which is there's like 20 of them. And there's almost as many villains. There's a whole lot of people that are involved in this project. It's very, very big, Um, almost an overwhelming thing to even manage. So it's really cool to see that it's picking up and going. So with season two, this is something that both of you are getting introduced in season two. Right. right. Um, well, my character was introduced in episode six. Okay. Sorry about that. Oh, no, it, it's okay. <laughs> um, and then um, I uh, actually took over the, the character for episode 13. So I'm a, a little bit like newer into Heroinberg, but loving it even more. So cool. So what can you tell me about uh, the beginning here of season two, episode 14? What can you tell me about? Like, give me some little teasers about what people can expect whenever this is going to drop. Thrills and chills. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, <laughs> sorry. Uh, we're, well, I mean, what? It's another fun adventure um, with capers and, and uh, 
we meet Scintilla, my character. Mm-hmm. Um, my my story is is shown for uh, how I come into being, um, and uh, how I just have to be bad. How I just have to be bad, and uh, <laughs> <laughs> Arctica gives me the business. Yeah, um, it was fun because I get to demonstrate my superpowers um, in this episode. I, I And getting to watch episode 13 and I saw how, because I got to do that as well, I was like, oh my god, the effects look good and I can't wait to see it. And we did, we actually added some uh, practical effects for this time around when I used my superpowers. So. Oh, cool. Let's get into that. What was mm-hmm. the, what were the practical effects like? Um, so like I'm, uh, I, we kind of have like a little bit of a fight. And I like kind of shoot some like an icy blast out at her. And um, so to really make it look like like her hand is freezing up, uh, uh, the director sprayed um, some stuff on her gloves so that it it sort of crystallizes a little bit to make it look like, oh, no, my hand is freezing. So um, that was cool. That's fun. I I really like the idea of still doing practical things because, you know, it's becoming a thing of the past. But right. Especially when you're from the creative process, when you're like there doing it, that's always the funnest thing. It's just finding the little ways to make everything work. Sure, oh. absolutely, and like all the little like found objects that like end up getting used and things like that. Because that was one thing that was you know as we watch movies. Oops, sorry, sorry, microphone. Sorry. <laughs> no, no worries. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, like you know, speaking towards like all the jobs that it creates whenever you do things practically, and and uh, you know the artwork that gets lost. I mean, like you know, you used to watch like a Tim Burton movie and like all the world that would get built in, like Batman, for example. You know, like whenever you see the Batwing go into into Gotham and everything, and into the you know into the tower, um, like all those little pieces and everything. And now it's like all CGI, and like the art's still really pretty, but you know, there weren't hands carving it. There wasn't like that like that actual grit going yeah. into it which is like fun to play off of and it's like and it's fun in that moment then too like to get that stuff sprayed on my glove and like get to respond to that as opposed to like always having to make everything up of like what this ray would look like you know like yeah. all that. Concept. but that's probably fun too whenever you finally get to see it with the effects sure absolutely you know um so like I am in episode 14. I don't know if that's a spoiler, but I'm in it. That's fine. That's another reason for everybody out there to watch it. Tune in. I have a small cameo (laughs) appearance. And actually, I got to watch it last night. And it was fun because whenever we were doing it, I had no idea what it was going to look like. So getting to see it, I was like, oh, this is hysterical. It was a blast (laughs) getting to see it. But it would also be cool, too, if there was somebody on set that could actually, you know, just do that in real life, Mm -hmm. you know. lasers (laughs) lasers and <laughs> lasers man yeah <laughs> <laughs> now with the evolution of your character bridget how much can you tell me in terms of the arc of season two well i guess so when arctica is introduced um well before she even becomes a, a cold uh, superhero she's kind of a cold person not necessarily not necessarily like a, a mean person just very cold like you know very analytical by the book you know sure. really cares about her research and stuff um there is an established uh uh her partner uh in the lab spectra uh spectrina she kind of has a crush on arctica and and, and arctica is just kind of like oh okay that's a thing <laughs> just you know doesn't really pay attention to that and then after um, she goes, the, the experiment goes awry and she gets her superpowers. She's slowly starting to kind of be like, you know, I've just been so involved in the lab all this time. Like, I kind of forgot, like, you know, I can I can have some fun, too. Like, part of the reason she wears the costume is like, oh, here's that old cosplay costume I used to wear. Like, here, like dipping into some more things she used to do and um, also starting to uh, uh, warm up in terms of uh, her love life. So oh. that is something that happens in episode fourteen. Lita, what about what about you? <laughs> Sorry, what? What, what about, about you? What about me? What about me? Hey, um, well, what my character? She's just uh, I mean, she's she's unleashed, is what she is. So like, I her her whole experience is going to be testing her boundaries, and uh, but uh, that's always fun to explore. Um. Actually, it's funny because you keep calling me Lita and that's so 
little bit of like just sorry. I'm gonna I'm gonna talk about Mimi for a minute. That's okay. But Lita is a character that I used to be because with all of my facets, I've I've experimented with a bunch of different um, ways of not wanting to be considered an artist, but like still being in art. And um, for a while, I was a I was a burlesque entertainer, and I still do burlesque. But Lita De Vargas was a character that I built, and uh, she ran out of things to say. And uh, so I got, you know, sometimes you just get tired of a particular mask. And sure. so <laughs> I tell a lot of people, like, uh, for people who have known me for years, Lita De Vargas now lives on, like, a really nice farm up north with a bunch oh, of dogs and okay. cats. And like, okay. there's a really beautiful aquarium full of carnival goldfish named Sparky. But that sounds good. Yeah. I mean, she's very much at peace. Um, so you can call me Alicia. And okay. um, every now and again, some people will see me show up on stage somewhere doing some things that I do under the name of Sunday service. But um, most of the times people are going to find me like with Venus and Furs with as Alicia anymore. I'm just Alicia. And I sing with um, Devin Moses and the Down Above and, and I'm Alicia there, too. But whenever I do my burlesque and stuff like that, that's that's Sunday service. And that's a whole other personality because uh, I got a lot of that, I guess. Seems like a lot to keep track of. <laughs> <laughs> it keeps it entertaining, you know? but it is it is very relatable. And as someone who has multiple projects and goes under, like people call me different things, and I, in a way, live multiple lives as one person. Right. It's. I think you, especially if you're gonna hustle and you got to do this thing, you know, like it is. You are what you are. Like if you're a musician or you're a performer, a performance artist, you know, whatever it is that you are, you have to figure out how you're gonna get that job done. You know, and it's it's a you, there's a huge learning curve on that. You know, like and we have so many fascinating um, archetypes and examples to follow. Um, and try and learn from like you think about like David Bowie and how many different characters he played while he was David Bowie the entire time, you know, and, uh, you know, Iggy Pop is Jim, but he's Iggy Pop, you know, and so like all that differential um, minutia, <laughs> inertia, um, all of the velocity and everything that you got to play around, you got to figure yourself out, right? Yeah, and that's what's kind of cool going back to Heroinburg is that yeah. there's so many different characters that are all just different facets of the wide array of the human personality. Exactly. And then we get to wrestle with that human condition in these fantastic costumes and these fantastic plot lines and, and get campy with it and really have fun with it. And, uh, you know, that's the thing that's also really so cool about something like Heroinburg. Like, all the themes are actually very human. Like, you know, mm. it takes your character like coming out of humanity and then suddenly she's like, I really, you know, starting to look at, you know, the human qualities that she's missing out on in her life. Like, that's, oh, yeah. that's cool. Yeah, she's starting to uh, thaw out, as it were. And I feel I feel so I, I feel so corny, but um uh, now every episode that I filmed that like at least while the camera's off I've made it a point to say at least once time to chill out at least once <laughs> I, I gotta do it at least once I know that movie's not great but I just can't help myself and it's in the Batman universe you gotta love it yeah. and it's Arnold Schwarzenegger I mean come on I know it, 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 like it's such a great hammy performance <laughs> now with you Bridget and you know, your background in theater. I'm curious how that's helped you in this process. Whereas with Alicia, I don't know what your background is in terms of like acting. I mean, cause you have stage performance, but mm -hmm. with acting and remembering lines and dialogue, was that a challenge for you at all? Versus I imagine maybe it was something that was easier for you to pick up on Bridget or I could be wrong. Um, it's, uh, no, I, I, I don't really have that much problem in, uh, memorizing lines and, and stuff. I mean, of course I have the occasional, like, you know, there's the easiest line in the world to say, and you find like 20 million different ways to like screw it up. Like I'm going inside the door. I'm going, uh -huh. <laughs> or just being in front of a camera, how that can be very, it can really throw things off. Even if you feel like you're very well rehearsed and you got everything down once you're in the moment and it's time to go it can mm -hmm. really just mess you up if and, you're not used to it yeah and angles like it's really that's one thing that i've struggled with because i i do have a i have a theater background i used to do theater when i was in college all oh, the cool. time and loved it shakespeare was 
kind of saved my life, um, which I, I think many people can probably say that. Um, but uh, in, in theater, in college, and then uh, <laughs> have been blessed in my past few years. The world of burlesque is really fun. And uh, there's a performer in Pittsburgh whose name is... Uh, he was once upon a time Smoke McQueen. Now he just goes by Alistair McQueen because whenever God gives you a good name like Alistair McQueen, you may as well just go ahead and roll with that. Oh, hell sure. Yeah. yeah, right? So it's just, it's famous already. So, uh, and you can find him at the Blue Moon quite often uh, doing a myriad of characters. He's absolutely fantastic. And so he went to Pittsburgh Filmmakers for a while. Whenever he had some projects, every now and again, he'd bring me in on those, uh, which are in circulation on YouTube. Cool. You can find Charlie's Angels. I'm sorry, not Char Father Charlie's Angels. <laughs> and, um, we're a bunch of evangelical exorcists. It's a fantastic project. And that uh, was a fantastic learning experience because, you know, you. I always love watching, you know, um, on DVDs and everything, like all the, you know, the bonus footage and everything, like what it actually goes into in terms of making a film. And like, you never really think about how many times you might have to give the same line over and over and over again. Cool. For that one good mm -hmm. take, you know, like over and over and over yeah. and like watching the light and everything. Like you only have so many chances and everything. So like that versus stage where like you have all those rehearsals together and like you build like a cohesive like organism where like it just comes to life every night that you're performing on stage and like things happen and everything but like you still like you all have each other versus whenever you're doing something with film and it's you know everything's so isolated and it's out of sync you know all these different parts and everything the way it's segmented and broken up that is a, a really interesting process and uh, I, I enjoyed it. Yeah I, I think uh, the thing with film is it's so much more precise mm -hmm. than theater in a way it's it, it kind of just it's because of how it. you have to create it, it it has to be yeah um which um and i do like uh doing film like I, i've done some stuff here and there um with film like not as much as uh theater but it's it's something that i'm working on trying to like get better at and stuff but what i like particularly about heroinberg is that i, I mean I love doing theater because like that's where like I feel that I really come to life and I really express myself and which is also something that's great about improv is because you can just really go crazy and just do all sorts of weird stuff. Uh, but with Heroinberg, I mean, they always say, you know, on, on stage, you can just be like, you know, be big, be big. But with film, it's like, well, let's shrink it down a little bit because, you know, it's focused in on you. But with Heroinberg, I mean, it's a live action comic book, so you can still be big, like not maybe still not as big as you'd be on stage, but you can you could still be big. And that's how I like playing my characters. I, I, I even kind of cha like change how I uh, deliver my dialogue a little bit. Like I have a little bit more of a commanding presence <laughs> to my voice, but I like doing that because I think it makes me sound like a 1950s superhero. And <laughs> I don't do it quite as exaggerated as this, but I'm doing it right now because it's fun. <laughs> It's like that power stance is implied in the voice. <laughs> yes. Oh, I love doing the power stances in the show. <laughs> great, great. Do you, is there something too, like maybe whenever you're wearing the costume that it just like, that helps inspire that voice oh, or just like it oh, really yes. just changes everything? Oh, yeah, yes. Get into character. Like the wigs come on and like the makeup goes on, like the belt and everything, and, like the boots come on. Like I, I, my costume, I get to wear shiny black vinyl. You know, so I'm just like, <laughs> yeah, your I'm living my best. Awesome. <laughs> right? Thank you. <laughs> like, I'm living my best life. I'm feeling very Julie Newmar, very Eartha Kit. I'm loving this. Like, yeah, like, and you just go right on into, you know, you sink into your character. Like, your voice changes. Like, she just, like, whenever I'm scintilla, like, it's just this fluidness in the walk and everything. <laughs> like, everything's very serpentine and snaky and cat like. And it's, uh, and then that comes into like that campiness that comes out in the voice then too. And it becomes like really fun to get all vampy and like, oh, everything's a problem, but it's so amazing. You know, <laughs> I, I loved how you delivered your lines in the episode because you, you were just like very like, like a, um, this one guy comes over at, at one point and bothers her. And she just, she just, I just love how you deliver. You were just like, shut up, you idiot. Like that was much. I was like, oh my God, I love this right now. <laughs> <laughs> a little bit of Glenn Close came out of that. <laughs> I appreciate you. 
<laughs> no, and you were fun to play with. You guys were, you were both so fun to play with that well, thank day. Thank you. Absolutely, because you, you're serving it the entire time, like the authority and the eyes and everything, and the power stance, like mm-hmm. it was all there. It's like, it's like, we're really doing this. This is like Adam West Batman episodes, like right now, <laughs> with the bam and the splat and all that. Like Sounds. <laughs> Loud noises. But yeah. It's so fun because, (laughs) you know, with all of the people that have been involved in this project so far, Uh I'm sure not everybody has just the background in interest in pop culture that you two have. So it's a lot of fun to just watch you two just back and forth talk about stuff just because like, I feel like you get it maybe more than some other people that may have been involved in the project, which I mean, there's nothing wrong with that. It's just it's it's cool that like. And it's cool to see you're able to like really bring it to the table because it's just like, oh, this is the stuff that I grew up with that I watched. And like, I know how to fucking do this. (laughs) It's like childhood dreams really do come true. We've been waiting for this. (laughs) I mean, you know, when you grow up watching stuff, amazing shows like uh, Batman, the animated series. Oh, yeah. You don't think like you don't ever (laughs) like I mean, I. you know, I always loved watching stuff like that, but I never once thought that I'd get to a point where I'd like, I get to actually be a, a superhero like that. Like, I never, even when I started acting, I was like, you know, you watch, get to watch superhero movies. And I'm like, oh, good for them. Like, these are fun. And then it's like, oh, my God, I actually get to be a superhero. This is amazing. <laughs> <laughs> happy dance, happy dance. Because it's, it's also, Reality. if you think about it, you know, actors get to be so many different characters but most of the time they're ordinary people which there's nothing wrong with that i mean i've played a whole myriad of characters i've been um uh, i've played a woman whose husband doesn't remember her i've played um a mother who left her young child to go help uh serve in world war ii which uh, that play was really wonderful um but how many actors how many performers uh, get to be a superhero? Not that many. Right, exactly. So, Other than like the one they get to be in their living room, which like we've been yeah. a whole bunch of times. Like, <laughs> a whole bunch of times most of my life. <laughs> but um, but yeah, exactly. Like and that's such a valid point. I mean, like you you look at like the most of the projects you get, you're you're giving so much reality back all the time and this is something that takes you beyond that where you're you know you're getting to be something fantastical and it's something that raises the bar you know in terms of humanity because you are you know you are superhuman super villain you know and so it's it's taking it to that extra level that you know people get to look at that and get inspired you know, it takes them out of themselves. And so that's so rewarding and so fun to be a part of something like that. It's Mm -hmm. a great opportunity. Now for anybody that's still here listening and watching with us that has not checked out Heroinberg, if you're still here, you should go check it out. Go check it out. Go Go check it out. Episodes are available online. You can just look up Heroinberg and you Mm -hmm. will probably find it. Absolutely. And it's so diverse. I mean, that's the other thing that's also really cool about it. You know, you Mm -hmm. have all walks of humanity being represented. You know, you have different races, you have biracial characters, you have, you know, you have um, heterosexuality, you have the LGBTQ uh, community is represented. Like, this is so inclusive. So this is like really... Something that, you know, I don't know who can't get behind this. Yeah. And also, as we had said in the the first episode that I did, Mm -hmm. uh, we can't forget about the character of Pittsburgh being in the city. (laughs) It's just super duper Pittsburgh. So even if you're just somebody that really likes just seeing stuff around the city or like even like seeing parts of the city that you may have never seen or realized were around. So there is a lot of interesting nooks and crannies where you kind of got to go to film things sometimes. <laughs> Which is also crazy amounts of fun. <laughs> yeah. But that kind of like guerrilla style, just like show up and get it done quick. Yeah. Bye. We made it You work, saw you know? nothing. Right. <laughs> but you will see everything. Exactly. <laughs> For anybody who is interested in Heroinberg. They can go onto the website, which is heroinberg.com, and you can watch all of season one and episode 14 is now available on the website. Very cool stuff. So go check that out. Go check it out. Go check it out. And then stay tuned because more things are coming. Down yeah. The 
yeah, like this is the just the beginning of season two. Right. So there's going to be a lot of stuff coming up. If you're interested in meeting some of the people involved with this project, they're going to be at the Steel City Comic Con all weekend, which is April 12th, 13th, and 14th at the Monroeville Convention Center. Mm-hmm. And they will also be at the Three Rivers Comic Con, which is May 11th and 12th in the waterfront inside of the old Macy's. And this is where the first time the, there will be a public showing of episodes 14 and 15 inside of this mini theater that is going to be set up showing all of the Heroinberg episodes throughout that weekend. Very exciting stuff. And yeah, for anybody that is a comic book fan, you probably are very well aware of both of these things. <laughs> but if you're for some reason somebody in or around the Pittsburgh area that is in the comics and had no idea that Heroin Bird ex- existed, and then you also have no idea that the Steel City Con's a thing or Three Rivers Comic Con, like you've been you've just been you've missed. been yeah you've been missing a lot there's a whole lot of oh yeah it's nerdy huge. shit going on oh, that you could goodness. be a part of and it's so much fun so I, it's so fun will either of you two be at either of these events um i'm i'm nodding my head yes <laughs> <laughs> one way or the other they can't keep me away i'll have to <laughs> pop on in there yes absolutely um and other heroines will also be there to uh mm-hmm. shake hands and make sure that we can talk about uh who we are yeah Yeah, i'll definitely be at uh steel city con on the 13th um you know wanting to meet people uh come talk to me i promise i won't freeze your hand off or anything like that you know i'm going to be at steel city con as well you can i have a friend that's a vendor and i'm going to be hanging out so i'll probably stop by and say hi for a little bit you should you should yeah get some cheese fries it'll be awesome i don't know about the cheese fries I'm just picking on you. We could totally get cheese fries. (laughs) (laughs) fries. So this is an an important (laughs) question. What is the preferred snack food of a superheroine? Souls of my enemies. I mean, I'm I am a bad guy, so that does sound like something that Centilla would say. Right. I mean, I feel like for art to go be something cold. Like maybe shaved ice, or <laughs> <laughs> maybe she makes it herself. <laughs> when she when she gets older, can't fight crime. You know that's what she'll do. She'll just open up her own shaved ice stand. <laughs> now the other thing that we should get into, and I don't know how much the two of you could speak on this because I don't know how involved either of you are, but we touched on it the last Heroinberg feature, but with this comic book. Mm-hmm. That's going to be happening. Heroinberg's comic number one is going to be released in May. And can either of you tell me anything about this book? Um, I can tell you that my character is going to be in it. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> I'm extremely excited about that. Um, I've seen like a, a rough sketch of what the cover was going to be and freaked out because it was like, I never thought I'd see myself on a comic book cover. <laughs> but, um, I know that it's going to involve uh, Arctica and Ex Machina working together. Yeah, for it's, a it's a bridge between seasons one and seasons two, to my understanding. Yes. So the scientists are getting together. Mm-hmm. Cool. And we even uh, briefly touched on in episode three, too, about like them working, about her and Spectrina working with Ex Machina. So helps build on that a little bit. So you're going to be in a comic book. Yes. <laughs> Have you thought about that? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> a lot. <laughs> it's, again, it's something that I never thought I'd see. And I know that... Um, I know that when I finally actually like you know have a copy in my hands, I'm probably just gonna sit there staring at it, <laughs> and probably whoever's gonna be rubbing, I'm just gonna be like, just put it in a glass case. I'm in a comic book. <laughs> <laughs> I'm right there. <laughs> it looks like me. <laughs> How are you feeling about all of this, Alicia? I imagine that uh, your character may be in a comic eventually if this is gonna be a thing. I'm sure I, everybody yeah, will be I got to see yeah. I got to see the 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 artwork of me as the Ooh. the comic book character and um like that's another worldly experience. Like that's like <laughs> calling my brother and be like, dude, 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 we're having the moment. Like <laughs> we've arrived. Like something just happened. You know, that it's that whole thing. Like I mean like my personal geek moment like one of those things that like saved my life as a kid and everything like my very first marvel card i will never forget opening up my very first marvel card 
and uh there was you know, we rode our bikes down to the guy's corner store and everything. And uh, I had my little pack and I open it up. And there is, of all people, on the very top of my deck, full mohawk storm, like 80s punk rock storm. Okay. And I was just like, nice. I think I was like six years old at the time. You know, it was something that was just like, I'm going to be okay. I'm going to be all right. Okay, cool. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously, like that whole thing really happened for me in that moment. And um, so, like, you know, comics have always been such a. You know, that that world of that particular flavor of make believe and seeing uh, that level of representation and heroism was always such a big deal. So like to be suddenly in there, it's it's completely otherworldly just to, you know, it's it's an honor just to be nominated. You know, <laughs> it's really cool to be here. It really is. Well, and if I could just add something to um I was another thing that drew me in is, you know, for one thing you said about like all the different characters, like, oh, there's so many different people in here. Mm -hmm. But also it's nice because it's like all the hair, like it's heroines because they're all heroines. Mm -hmm. Like, and and I, I don't have anything wrong, like against superheroes. I mean, like I grew up, I loved watch like uh, watching the Spider-Man movies and mm -hmm. I, you know, I loved watching the, the Batman uh, cartoon series. Like I love all like all of the superheroes, but it's it's so nice to just know it's like oh okay i don't have to worry about like say look at like because a lot of times like i'll look at casting notices and um uh and it's it's just you know the nature of the business but a lot of times like i'll like oh okay this looks interesting they only need men so okay. <laughs> it's like all right well i can uh, i can skip that one so then when i came across this it's like oh i i never have to worry about this with, with something <laughs> like this because you know like it's you know, it's, it's nice all girls, which is really nice. Um, and it's nice to just for once, it's just refreshing to see stories where it's like mostly centered around women and like them interacting with each other or like um, in episode 14 where my character Ar Arctica and uh, the superhero and Fiona fight her scintilla together. Um, and they have like some interaction before we go into the fight with her and stuff. Um, and it takes two. You yes know, like it takes to yeah and <laughs> because um so, i mean sometimes it's just it's it's hard to find stuff that's like all girls like for like i mean for instance like uh one of my favorite movies is the descent there's there's one male character in that movie and it's such a great movie about all these women that are going like you hardly ever see any horror movies that have all women and they're if like, you do, they're always running for their lives their entire time. Well, and, uh, and they are, and they are in this right, movie, but, they but fight back in the descent, yes. like there's war, there's battle down yes. there in those caves and everything, and yes, covered in gore and viscera and screaming your whole way through it. Yeah, like, battle so cries. It's, it's, it's cool. just awesome to know that you know this is something where like a lot of women can have some roles and get to be uh, badasses and stuff. Mm -hmm. Absolutely, and there are dudes who are included, but like we get to punch them in the face and knock them out. <laughs> <laughs> And they're game for it. You know, it's not like, you know what I mean? Like, it, it's 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 still all fun. And, and I don't feel like we're, like, taking anything away from anybody, you know? Nah. Just adding to it. A lot to it, which is cool. Very cool. A lot of flavor. <laughs> <laughs> Marinate in there with some spices. And some, some spices are, in my case, some ice. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, you know, wrapping things up here with... Heroinberg again you can find it on the website mm -hmm. heroinberg.com you can watch clips on YouTube mm -hmm. behind the scenes things across all facets of social media and once again Steel City Con and Three Rivers Comic Con there the find them at the cons and is there anything else that the two of you would like to say before we pull the plug on the convo well watch the show watch the show <laughs> Uh, for one uh keep an eye out for whenever the comic gets released uh definitely come and say hi to us at the cons we're all very nice and we'd love to talk to you about stuff <laughs> that's very very true uh we're all a bunch of characters which is all you know super duper fun everybody who's involved like everybody has like such a background that they come from um 
but it's also cool at the con because we're in character. So like we don't leave the fantasy, you know, um, but like to find us, you know, find us on Facebook, find us, you know, all over the places and everything. Cause everybody, you know, we're, we're enriching the whole tapestry of Pittsburgh and, um, off of this platform, which is just so freaking cool. Like I said, I'll be at the steel city con myself on April 13th, uh, representing Heroinburg and, um, just doing a lot of auditioning and stuff right now, but uh, I am actually going to be in a uh, the Beaver Bobcats production of A Streetcar Named Desire in the fall, which I'm really excited about because that's one of my most favorite plays. So. That's so fun. Um, and I and you can always come and see me every Friday night at the Beaver Valley Bowl on the third floor at 10 o'clock uh, for the uh, FN Improv show with the Shell- Cellar Dwellers. We do it every Friday. Every Friday. <laughs> <laughs> So I'm I'm always there doing improv. Cool. Right on. Um, so I will also be at the cons because, like I said, wild horses can't keep me away. Um, so <laughs> I will be there to uh, represent and show my love. Um, but also uh, places to find me at. I'm I'm a go go dancer at Cabo down in the Strip District every Friday night, every Saturday night. If I'm not uh, out with Venus and Furs or singing with the Down Above, that's where to find me. Um, and then uh, we also have another show coming up in May. We actually uh, just follow Venus and Furs because we actually just got handed a whole bunch of new dates coming up. And then Deutschtown Festival will be in July, and uh, can't wait for that. That's always a big. That's a huge party every july everybody needs to like get in on that that'll be fun we'll have to come see you guys mm-hmm. at some point <laughs> okay i think you'd like our music i think you'd like it a whole lot if you haven't heard it yet i'll i'll i have a cd in my car i'll give you one. Oh, thank you yeah and yeah, yeah. Uh, and and me me michael and robbie have been trying to find a way for uh <laughs> my band to play with venus and furs oh, we've been well, then trying to make it happen well, we just got to find the right date, the right time, the right place. You know, you know I'm really trying to, uh, and I'm just, let me put this out into the ether, you know, for everyone can send like prayers, positive vibes, thoughts, all that stuff. Because I really want to do, like, I think it would be fantastic. Uh, the new club cake that's over in the Strip District. Yeah. The venue is like so perfectly set up for live shows. And I'm trying, like, I'm there all the time. So I just need to like talk to people and like make it happen. But like, we need to get dates together. Like that is one of like the sickest places to do shows at. And no one ever gets to do it. Yeah, I could. People don't I could. If it, anybody could pull it off, they could, or y'all could. I should <laughs> well, say. Yeah. Well, come on in. Come yeah. on in. We're gonna do the thing. We'll talk. Shouldn't cool. you say yins could? Yins, yins could. I, I I do my best to not. <laughs> use, I don't have a problem with it. I just try to keep it out. That's all. You know. It's just, it all. It just. Like I, from your country. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's a strange thing, but uh, I believe we've covered everything. I'm really looking forward to watching everything develop and. I'll see you at Still City Con. Yay! Sounds awesome. Cool. That'll be awesome. And uh, that's it. I'd say we are done. Thank yep. you very much. Thanks for having us. And that is all, folks. Thanks so much for listening. I hope you enjoyed the conversation. Thanks again to Bridget and Alicia for coming here, talking with me, and sharing everything that they could about Season 2 of Heroinburg, which, as they mentioned, Episode 14 is available now on their website. You can catch them at the Steel City Con and the Three Rivers Comic Con. And I think that's all I have to say about that. I'll be back again next week with another episode. Same time, same place, same channel. You know the drill. My name is Sykes. Start the beat. 2019. Woo! Woo! Thanks for listening.